I think that's just like such a negative place to come from. And you really have to learn how to adapt. Hi, everybody. ET Mac back with Quickfire Marketing. Today's topic has been discussed before and will probably be discussed even 30 years from now. And it's how sales and marketing can better work together. Right. So today I've got on one of our engagement managers and the person that runs all internal marketing for EMA, Michelle. Hello, everybody. And we're fresh off our SKO and Michelle coming back from Matt leave to really just fire up all our marketing programs and ensure success. And you know, for us, it was, you know, kind of a interesting thing for us to start working together and figuring out our goals. Yeah, this is a perfect topic because all of this is so fresh at the top of our minds right now on exactly how to make sure sales and marketing align, especially top of the year, make sure you're we're working towards the same goal, working together. So like, what does that, what does that mean? What do we see? Right. So like, let's cover some, some stereotypes or things we've seen in the past. Like for me, when sales and marketing aren't mes meshing well, what I've seen and, you know, unfortunately what I've been like, what I've probably ex done is just seen sales steamrolling over marketing. Yeah. Like just kind of not listening, doing their own thing. And, you know, we'll brute force the whole thing just because there's not a lot of respect or trust in the marketing efforts being something that's going to be something of use for sales. That's going to lead to, you know, hitting the revenue goals. Yeah. I mean, what I've seen, I think that's certainly one, but I think it can go both ways. Um, I don't think it's always like sales being the bad guy. I also think a big one is just like no communication. There's just zero communication between sales and marketing. And the two cannot be operating in silos. They have to be working together. Yeah. I, I don't know how many times I've seen, you know, even fellow sales colleagues, you just ask them to say, what's your marketing team doing? They're like, mm, I don't know. Yeah. Or like marketing, do you have any insight into sales? Nope. Have no access to any of their, any of their systems, what they're doing. It's like they work for two different companies. They're just kind of both doing their own thing. So covering like what, what are good examples of, you know, sales and marketing working together for, for us. I think what really worked for us is right out the gate, our first sentence to each other was like, so what's our goal? Yeah. And figuring that out and being like, yeah. okay, so that's the goal we have, right, for the year. And if we both see that we have the same goal, then we'll, you know, we're, everything's easy after that. It was just kind of feedback, questions back and forth. How do we approach it? How do we want to approach it? What are we going to do? What is the other side going to do? And it's cool. It's like kind of set up a situation where like every day, I kind of have to bring my A game because I know you're going to do everything for sales. I mean, the sales team to ha actually have our A game like be needed. Yeah. I mean, right? I like to think of it like we're each other's bosses, right? Like I have to tell you what to do and you have to tell me what to do and we have to respect each other and we have to, it's the golden rule. You have to treat others how you want to be treated, but you also have to behave the way that you want your colleagues to behave right you have to tell each other what to do respectfully yeah also kind of like trust right like 
we built up enough trust where we could kind of be vulnerable. It's like, hey, some of these systems kind of fell apart. We have gaps here, like hand up, that's on me, or like hand up, I need support on this. And it, I didn't feel like you were going to put me on blast or throw me under a bus for it. You were kind of just like, okay, we need to address this and I can support you in this way, but some of this needs to come from you as well. I'm like, cool, that's as long as I can get some support, I can we can get this rolling. Yeah, I mean, I think that as sales and marketing can approach that conversation exactly the way that you laid it out and we did right. and when we were sitting down and like crunching numbers together for ema right um that felt scary but and i knew i knew where i needed to start and i knew where i needed to end but sort of the middle stuff was definitely a place where i needed to tag you in so i think another really important thing to make sure that a sales and marketing relationship goes super well is knowing that you can tag in your partner, right? And be like, hey, here's where, here's what I've done so far. I've done my homework, but here's how I could really use your collaboration and your insight to round out our plans or round out our goals or round out our programs or whatever it is. So, you know, we covered a couple of things. Like, what do you think is overall like the most important aspect? I'm just always going to say clear communication, maybe starting off on the right foot, making sure that you're aligned in your goals is always the most important thing. And then from there, the clear communication throughout the entire year. What would you say yours is? 100% it's going to be that when we say clear communication, that sometimes people think it's just like saying like, I am talking at you clearly. I understand it. It's making sure, you know, it's, it's not dumbed down, but translated in a way where all parties understand like ultimately what it means right and also like helping you hit your quota like is that reasonable too can i help you hit it right and so they're yeah. realistic level setting i think across the board but it can be it can certainly be challenging if somebody has a very different perspective than you a lot of people get too stuck in this is how i work this is how it's going to work and that person just doesn't work with me I think that's just like such a negative place to come from. And you really have to learn how to adapt no matter who the salesperson is that you're working with or no matter who the marketing person is that you're working with. There has to be some room for a wiggle, for a little wiggle. Well, yeah, I 100% agree on that. It, but also, you know, not negative, but like you got to identify the standard. Like what is the standard we're going to bring every single day? Like what does my best look like? And how can I make the bring out the best in others? Like the more of us, the more we can do that, the more sales and marketing can play off each other like that. That's like such a powerful day. Like the best is when you can reach out as a sales team historically. And you're like, what's your marketing team doing? It's like, dude, I have three events coming up. We have these webinar leads. I get inbounds all day. Or even if like right now, maybe inbounds are a little lighter this time of year, but marketing already told me they have noticed it and they're going to launch a webinar and they got two blogs coming up and they're working on a case study. And if we're in B2B tech, we're going to have the magic quadrant release in a little bit. So we're getting all this extra ammo. Like that's reassuring. Yeah. I mean, you can't just be on the same page at the beginning of the year and then be like 
ignoring each other or steamrolling each other or, you know, not communicating throughout. And then at the end of the year being like, so what did you do? It's a constant check in. Okay. Remember the program for the month is this. We're running the webinar on the third, you know, the third Thursday, we're launching the blog here. Here's your, you know, all of the links you need, all of the, you know, content or assets that you need for the month. Here's what you can be expecting. Sales being like, here's what's in the pipeline. You know, there's a constant communication, constant meetings, weekly, monthly. It's not just let's set it and forget it on both sides and then go into our silos. Also just prepping the other person, like not, sometimes you need to be like, hey, can you hop on Zoom real quick? Like I did that to you today, right? But then also preparing the other person for what you want to talk about. Nobody really likes to be surprised. And so just letting sales or marketing, whichever side you sit on, know what you've been working on and like specifics of what you want to discuss is going to help your collaboration just go so much smoother. All right, guys, we can talk about this topic all day, but it is quick fire marketing. So thank you, Michelle, for joining us on this episode. And you can find us wherever podcasts are found and also on our LinkedIn. What do I do? I don't know. What's your what? Michelle has no tinsel in her hair. I have no nothing to poke at. My tinsel's in my hair. Maybe it's just is it. Yeah, you just can't see. You're too distracted by my shades. I have not a complaint. This is not a complaint about the marketing head, Michelle. But if sales is singing, it's not a duet. So if I'm over here just saying, you know, the lyrics to Backstreet Boys, I'm just saying it's like it's my moment. I'm a star. Et and sync. It's gonna be me. Et if you start singing that and I can't stop start singing, that's like telling me to not think about a pink elephant. It's not fair. Once you start singing, I'm gonna start singing. I get excited, and then you make me feel really bad I'm about. Gonna, I think we just found it. Yep, that's it. Shaylee's put that in. They're like they do argue.